0: All right, everybody, Uh, I want to take a few minutes uh, to thank the Phoenix for hosting us. If anybody is in the East Bay looking for um, a co-working spot, this is a great co-working spot. I want to thank Jessa and Kyle who uh, helped out here tonight, uh, getting everything coordinated And I want to thank Andre and Stacy online uh, for handling everything online uh, and everybody coming out online and in person. Um, I want to thank uh, Rafi and Dr. Bronner's for all their donations. Also, Charlotte is here in person and brought a ton of soap. And I know uh, there's a bunch of people in the Zoom, including Cornelia, who's uh, bought a ton of stuff in the past for the show. Actually, we're using some of Cornelia's uh, shampoo and conditioner. So thank you. Uh, and thanks to everybody for the supports. I think that's it for the uh, the non-podcast stuff. Uh, so everybody get comfortable. We'll just pause for a second uh, and think everybody that's out there that can't sleep. And then I'll say, friends beyond the binary. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's time for a podcast live show from a podcaster who, um, I was on the drive here, uh, most of the way here, I was double checking an episode that'll come out on Sunday. And then I have, uh, uploaded into the thing I use to listen to stuff, uh, a, um, a, a what is that? Uh, Dr. Demento. How can I remember Dr. Demento's name? And I, I guess it was playing at two times speed. It was a Halloween episode and it was the kid from the Munsters singing a song at two times speed. It sounded like, I'll, but it's oh, it's time for Sleep With Me, the live show that puts you to sleep. We um, do it with a bedtime story, but first, uh, Mystery Bard, uh, a lot of people help out on this show. Who are they? Uh Mystery Bard? Okay. Uh, I guess I'll have to once again I'll have to sing. Uh we, And once again over rare house so, Uh Chris Posty Posterson from Sounds Like an Earful wrote the theme song at its episodes. Carl W's a legend, also edits episodes. Kenny Scotty, Jennifer Ashley, and Emily. Honor, 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 work, Eric and the team at astound around the website. What comes... I am the mystery bard. I do the lullabies, yeah. I got to song. You any, any reason at all? Yes, you could tell me the story and I'll make it personal. The kindness shine straight on through and the listeners form their own Facebook group. Keith Stacy, Sarah, Julie, and Jennifer, they are your not raiders You could support Dearest Scooter on Patreon, buy the merch and support the sponsors. You could find anything you want at sleepwithmepodcast.com. And we're so proud, we, oh wait, that's, wait that one changed it, but uh, now on with the show, uh, yeah, thank you. And uh, uh, so last time I tried to play the theme, the other song on my phone, it didn't sound so good. So I'm just going to doon, 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 doon. Hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, a live show uh, to put you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside uh, the next uh, 45 minutes to an hour uh, so you could get some rest. Uh, you could fall asleep. Uh, you could just relax, unwind. Um, the structure of the live show, and that's what I usually i should have done earlier before people started relaxing, is... Uh, I'll do a shorter intro than normal, Uh, then I'll do a story, and then usually, like, I take a few minutes at the end in case anybody has any questions to answer questions, and if you do fall asleep, uh, whether it's in person or online, I'll try to slowly wake you up. If you need to get up and move around, uh, go ahead and do so, online or in person. If you make any uh, involuntary noises, you're snoring, that's totally fine uh we're totally cool with that or if anybody comes in or you gotta use the restroom that's fine too uh but what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna send my voice across the deep dark night here i'm gonna use lulling soothing creaky dulcet tones pointless meanders and superfluous tangents uh all to keep you company so that yeah you can relax and fall asleep uh yeah. What, what else? What? Oh, what are creaky dulcet tones? They're like uh, I mean, I think most people here know, but uh, they're, it's kind of like when a door opens or closes, and it's not bad. Or someone here in person was talking about it's like when you're listening to the sounds of the city, but they're kind of they don't get on your nerves. Uh, but I do get on a lot of people's nerves. But for some people, creaky dulcet tones are the perfect tones to to just not pay attention. So this is a podcast. You don't really listen to kind of like, you know, you're you know, it's like the perfect thing. You say, okay, so you're going to talk, but I don't have to pay attention. It's like uh, it's passive listening. Unlike that active listening, they try to teach us and force down our throats and say, oh, you know what good people do. They do active listening where you say that sounds like a lot of work. Uh, I'm looking for more passive listening or ref- oh no that's what it is reflective listening where that's what they say you're supposed to reflect back what the person's saying but in this case uh, you could just reflect my words right off your eardrums never have to hit your brain or process anything uh, so it's a podcast you don't really listen to it also doesn't really put you to sleep it's here to keep you company while you fall asleep so there's no pressure to fall asleep uh or no expectation. I'm here to be your bore friend, your bore bay, your bore cuz, your bore sib, your bore bestie, your bore, your bore or your neighbor. It's the correct usage of that. If you're in San Diego, I'm your bore bruh, and uh, I'm here to be your friend in the deep dark night and keep you company while you fall asleep. Uh, what else is uh, structurally? Well, let's, let's talk about because the live show offers like. Uh, a lot of unique opportunities, and tonight is a super unique one. So everybody that's here, uh, you're in for what could be a treat. So as most people that listen to the podcast know, there's a character that comes on the podcast named Ray, who is my next-door neighbor. Uh, His name's Ray Perkins. He's a super friendly guy, very well-adjusted not neurotic like me he's calm he's extroverted he's giving he's uh he's incredibly thoughtful he's like my opposite he's like my inverse twin or something uh but he loves theme parks and and we go to theme parks together and last year we went to a theme park and i didn't ever think it could be an episode for the podcast because we went to a theme park after dark not where you're thinking everybody no, like after dark in the in the pumpkin season and uh it was uh, theme parks after dark that could be a uh, that's a new line from uh, I've, I've I've never uh what is that Harlequin Romance does not take my calls but uh hey yeah, do a theme I could do a series theme parks after dark uh doesn't, that, that, no wonder they don't return my calls. But so, what was I saying? So Ray and I went to this theme park and instead of having tr- trick or treating, they had mostly things that would give you the element of surprise uh, uh, where you jump. And I was like, huh, I wonder if we could ever do that as a sleep with me episode because it, um, it was incredibly immersive. It was incredibly well done and we had a great time. And I said, okay, well, this one will take extra work. So this will be the research portion of it, where I'm going to kind of go through things before my meeting with Ray tomorrow. We'll sit down, we'll have a production meeting. And I'll say, okay, Ray, like this is how you're going to talk about stuff. But even in this thing, I'll try to make it as sleep with me as possible. So we went to And we did go there once during the day three or four years ago. It's called during the day. It's called Knott's Berry Farm, Uh, and it it was uh, once upon a time it was just a a, a stand, a fruit stand, I think, where they sold pies and stuff. And this theme park developed out of it. And then eventually they had this idea of having these uh, seasonal autumn activities with people uh, dressed up, you know, dressed up like your forest friends and friends with wings and stuff like that. And I had gone once upon a time when I lived in L.A. I went with some friends, and it was a great time. And then I was like, man, I'd like to go back and see if that was as fun as I remember. And so last year I went with Ray and my daughter because my daughter had just hit the age where that kind of activity, she was like, "Uh, I think I can handle that. And so this will also kind of give you... Uh, since there is this slightly visual element to the live shows, uh, idea of how I make a Ray episode with Ray. So um, I have this notebook here. It's uh, this size notebook. And uh, usually I keep one of these in my pocket uh, when I'm with Ray. And you won't need to see up, up close because my handwriting is illegible, whether at any distance and including that we wrote this at night. So normally Ray would sit down and I would have this written out and then I would have some other uh, supplemental materials here. So I have, I do have a lot of stuff. I have like a map of the theme park um, with some notes on there. Then I have a blank map and then I have like a a ton of actual factual information, but I don't know if we need the factual information. Let's just see. So, uh, I think it might be fun to start off with the notebook because I was looking at it this morning. I was searching for it uh it 's kept in one of the many piles in my life uh the uh some no one of my many notebook piles where it 's like uh there 's there 's these this size notebooks, little notebooks crumbled up notebooks but I said i think it 's in them with the crumbled up notebooks, and it was, and it looks like um the first page of my notes, yeah, it says uh, 4.45. So it's 4.45 p.m. And if you want to picture it, uh, Ray and I, uh, my daughter, we took an Uber. And I can't read the second word. It looks like it could be perfect or it says nots, 4.45. Nots, something, Uh, in-line to check in. So we got there and we checked in and we had paid for something where it was like, you could eat a buffet dinner uh, because I I love uh, the Knott's Berry Farms fried chicken is like so good. Uh, They also have really good chicken soup. Um, Trying to think what the pie is decent, but it's the fried chicken and the chicken soup that are really good. And so we had this buffet dinner but one of the things with the buffet dinner was that, uh, like the people that would be performing later as, uh, friends, friends in the deep dark night, I guess that's what we could call them. They were wandering around. So you're trying to eat your dinner and, uh, these characters, um, that you, they come to your table and they, uh, they try to surprise you while you're eating like, uh, and that was, it was nice because I, I, uh. I got a little preview, and they were actually nice. You could see they were really into the uh, performing and the roles they were playing. And there was because Knott's Berry Farm has a big um, Old West town, like a lot of them were uh, residents that had lived in the Wild Wild West and then proceeded to the Big Farm in the Sky version of the Wild Wild West, which in this version was like like buried because they were all covered in a lot of dirt. Um, but yeah, they were there. They would check in on what you were eating. Um, another group that was a little bit harder for me to take was, um, those, uh, comedic actors that paint their faces and wear large shoes and have rubber noses. Uh, and I did not like those. Uh, and they would come visit your table. Uh, but anyway, uh so I guess if I was coaching so Ray if you're listening because Ray is listening from an undisclosed location, I think uh I think we could talk about the buffet, but we got to I think we could make this sleepier Ray. So what we, after we ate, we had some downtime where we had to wait for everything to start and we sat on a bench. That might be too boring. Uh, but we wanted to ride, they have a wooden roller coaster there that is really, really good. And so we wanted to ride that, uh, and the park had shut down for the night. So they kind of shut down the park, everybody leaves, and this is like a different ticket. And so we were sitting there on the bench and kind of, uh, that was kind of probably the hardest part for someone that hadn't been through it before for Ray and my daughter, because you just do the waiting that was it. Tom Petty said, the waiting is the hardest part waiting for, um, uh, trick or treat activity is definitely the hardest part for these, uh, people that, cause you just start to be like, what, what am I going to expect? What's coming? And so eventually we got to ride the roller coaster, which is called, uh, I think it's called, uh, Casper, the train. It has another name, but, uh, uh, we'll call it Casper, the wooden roller coaster. And then we headed back. Let's see. Oh, wait, wait I have the notes. 5.40 p.m. <laughs> Dave and reevaluating. That's not definitely done. Okay, so it must have been 5.40 p.m. We are done eating and we were kind of wasting time. And things were supposed to start around 6.30, we were told. Oh, yeah. And they got nervous. Okay, Ray and, and my daughter got nervous. Then at six fifteen, we went on the Casper coaster, and I do see it as um has a different name. It starts with G H O S T, but it's not themed or anything. It's just a wooden roller coaster. Then six twenty four. Uh, I think for me, like the note preparing the notes for Ray, uh, having the times uh, is very important. It always helps him kind of like set the mood and kind of tr- trigger his memories. So at 624, we went back. So this would be easy for A. I could even, let me see if I could do an imitation of him. Hello, hello, hello. This is your neighbor Ray. And uh, uh, Scooter, I don't appreciate you uh, doing an imitation of me when I'm not there in person. Uh, but so far, you're correct. Uh, but this is not Ray. This is just Scooter doing Ray. And uh, I'm here with Antonio Banderas. We're just relaxing with one another. And uh, we're we're at Scooter's apartment making a lot of noise since he's not here. Okay, so that's what Ray would sound like. Um, So we got back in line. Uh, Then, oh boy, wow, fun and vine. That doesn't make any sense. But we had to go. So they have it set up where you go um and there's a lot of fog machines uh so if you don't if you're not into that those fog machines you don't want to be there because uh a lot of fog and the purpose of the fog is to you know make you feel immersed in the joy of the autumn season and then you go to visit all these um mazes uh which they're not really mazes they're called mazes but they're really just uh uh you're walking through areas where you get to celebrate different you get to see different ways of um people celebrating fictional people celebrating the holiday season uh the autumn holiday season and each one is themed so so this is where Ray would we'd really have to do some work and I really had to do the research so the first one we went on was called Line for this is not correct, but line for sand house through desert. Uh that's at 653 PM. Then let me just read these couple pages of these six oh three seven oh three p.m. third minor uh the 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 dark Catherine 7.05 is blank, uh, 7.11, um, the name of something, and then 7.20. Okay, so let's see. I know what we went on. So the first one we went on, oh, maybe that's what that says. Wow, my handwriting is really bad. Um, the first one we went on, you know, in tourist areas, what is it? Like if you go to any tourist area like Niagara Falls, um Sam, you know, San Francisco's Fisherman's Wharf is a local area. They have, there's a couple attractions you could find almost universally, which is Ripley's, believe it or not. Normally there's a Ripley's, believe it or not. And then there's a Madame Tussauds, Tussaud Madame Tussaud maybe, uh, Wax Museum. I don't know if they're actually wax-based celebrities, but, but they're celebrities. So this first attraction That's what it was themed as um, waxed based celebrities celebrating Halloween in a way that would not be surprising to anyone. So it was mostly um, them giving out candy and you just walk from room to room and you'd see like uh, Brad Pitt giving out candy. Then you'd go in another room. Some of it was a little dated. It was like uh, Celeste Stallone. And I said, okay. Uh, then The Rock, everybody, that room was going slow because everybody wanted to take a selfie with The Rock, giving out candy. And then that was kind of like the introductory act. Then there was um, celebrities getting ready for a Halloween party um, and, like, putting on costumes. And, again, nothing surprising because none of this is about surprising you or making you jump. It's other than to jump for joy. So you'd go through and you would see, um, I don't even know, like Idris Alba uh, was like dressing up like, uh, like in a old school, like one of those old school costumes from the 1980s, uh, like, uh, other people were making their own costumes, like, uh, they're making co- like, uh, costumes, like out of cardboard, and painting cardboard and cutting cardboard. So really exciting stuff. Uh nothing like look like watching uh, ex- especially from the back. You see I don't even know who the, is that? Um uh is that Ben Affleck and Matt Damon like cutting cardboard together? Holy cow. This is what that autumn season is all about. So like uh, that was that house uh, and it was called uh, wa- celebrities wax, waxing on uh, the holiday se- the ha- Halloween season, uh, or maybe there's more in there, waxing, waxing on the holiday season with uh, famous people. So that was that uh, house. Then the next house, according to my notes, was line for sand through down. Um, But I do know, and I was confused about this. At first I thought it was going to be about miners, uh, like people mining and how, like, what do they do on Halloween? You know, if they, and first of all, I said, okay, it's fictional. So they live in the mine. Uh, So it's not based in reality, which but I don't even know what the reality is um like how would they celebrate it because it was called into the depths of halloween and i said okay that's like about miners we'll go see them like like digging maybe they i don't know maybe they like pretend they're like birds like maybe they celebrate halloween that way but it was really about um like at first you go through this mining area and then you go to like a, a like a like, a, um, a wonderful world below the earth, uh, full of sea, sea beings and sea-based beings. And you get to see how they celebrate. And, uh, I would, I would have liked to interview them for the podcast, even though it's imaginary because you say, what do you, what is your take? Because I always wonder, like, when I think about my dog or any pet in general, like seeing Halloween, like the animals gotta be like, what the hell is wrong with these human beings? Like what are they even doing? Like it's like like uh, l- like like once a year, you I mean, you're weird enough just to in general around being around I mean, at least speaking for my dog, it's weird enough to be around you every day, but to see you um dress up uh in some strange effort and then give out candy to to children, that I, I don't know. Every time I think about Halloween. So that's basically what it was. It was like, uh, it, I guess you'd call it avant-garde. Like it was like sea creatures trying to process Halloween. And you just go from room to room. And there's like a porp. The one I remember the most is it was like a porpoise. And it was a different, uh, um, what are those things called? The paintings are on canvases. And the porpoise would... And again, this is all uh, people, performers dressed as a porpoise. And the porpoise would dive into a different thing of um, paint and then spray paint out its blowhole. Um, and I said, well, I, it actually, you needed someone to, ex- I said, you're going to have to explain this to me. And they said, that this is how the porpoise is processing uh, the autumn season and its autumn colors. And, I, and they said, Duh. And I said, oh, man, yeah, it flew right over my head. Uh, then there was um, one where it was just a, like, um, what do you call this? A cold, like a I'm uh, <laughs> trying to think, something like a turtle, uh, but much longer than a turtle with a long tail, uh, who famously in animation, their teeth are cleaned by birds. Uh, one of those things... Uh, was just, uh, was, would just, uh, would just, it was, uh, it would put lipstick on a pumpkin with its own lipstick. Like, you know, when you see that, um, I mean, that's just what I do all all Halloween night is I put lipstick on and I kiss pumpkins. Uh, I guess I make, I say, and now you're a jack-o'-lantern. You're finally free. Uh, it's, uh, really, that's what I'm going to start doing this Halloween. Um, but that they were having that, um, Big, cold-blooded uh, uh, thing like a turtle kissing pumpkins, and I said, "Okay." We I, and then I said to Ray, "I said we paid money to come in here," uh, and he said, "This scooter. This is not what I expected. This is oh, isn't this wonderful? Look at that. There's uh, there's a school of fish uh, swimming." through jack-o'-lanterns. Oh, my goodness. What a way to celebrate the autumn season. Um, so there was that. So that was called Into the Depths. The next one, my daughter said it's, it was it themed after a, a game they play on their phones um, uh, Among Us. And I said, can I play Among Us with you and your friends? And she said No. So I still have, and then I said, well, if I can't play with you and your friends, I'll never play Among Us ever. Uh, and thus far, I've stuck to my word. And every time I see her friends, I'm dad, dad, I say, when, when you guys are ready for me to play Among Us with you, like, just let me know. I'm ready, like, whenever. Uh, that's like an ongoing bit I have. My daughter really doesn't get annoyed by it, so it doesn't really work. Uh, her friends just say, there's something strange about your dad. I used to tell the kids that when it, this was in grammar school that were like in the plays, I'd say I would pick like a character and I'd be like, did did you know I'm auditioning to be uh, Eeyore in the uh, Winnie the Pooh play? And they'd be like, no, it's just for kids. And i say, yeah, I'm, I'm auditioning to be Eeyore uh, in this play, uh, whatever they call it, young, young Winnie the Pooh or whatever, The Day the Honey Got Away. Um, so this... This one was based on Among Us, I, I think, and it was a space station um, where nothing was working right, and they still wanted to celebrate the autumn season. So they had, like, uh, what, what it was was, like, a little bit like Star Trek, where they had, um, well, man, my brain always goes when when i need it they had the replicators and the rep like they had one replicator that was just spilling out like a bit like tribbles maybe it was tribble bars and it was just spitting out candy and they were trying to shut it off um and then another one uh was uh it was supposed to process all the um pumpkin seeds and separate the pumpkin seeds and then when it would spray a little bit on you Uh, there was a lot of, um, like a screen based, uh, surprises. So there'd be ones with like different, they were trying to watch different, uh, like Halloween specials and you just go through there. And, uh, I said, well, I've never played among us, so I can't, I don't understand. And my daughter said, dad, you're just pretend you're on a space station and I said, oh, okay, it's, this stuff is still – I said, so they're on the space station and they're celebrating Halloween, but everything's gone wrong. And she said, exactly. And I said, wow, this is exciting, very exciting stuff. Um, then right in the same area – now, this last one was really cool. Um, and we were able to do all of these ones twice. The last one was called um, – uh let's see how do i describe this one it was set up like a reality show where um apparently i don't i don't have i wish i had more time to do this but like there's like reality shows where people um decorate their houses and then other people get to go to their houses and then judge which house is the best like uh like and this one was called, uh, the great Halloween investigate investigation investigators. And, um, they would just drive around. And so you went up and it was like, but it's all fictional, right? So it was like, you get there and they're like, don't, don't worry. We're going to let you into the next taping of the great Halloween investigation investigators show. And we're going to be investigating Halloween greatness, uh, uh, today and you're part of the, our studio audience and then you go into like the um, the room where they kind of try to pump you up for the show like it used to be like if you get to go to any shows if you've ever gotten to like be in a studio audience so you they have like a comedian to get you laughing because the show ain't going to make you laugh like it's it uh, that's why they need the laugh track but to get you so this one it was like getting you in the mood for the Halloween decoration season and uh they were you know turning lights on and off and then they're like all right we've got uh two families you know competing against each other uh and you know they said one family lives in the heart of the you know wherever and the other family lives at the you know the top of the top uh putting on the ritz or whatever and then again it went it it, it, went, it was supposed to go awry um but it was like i guess it was like a bit like a dream um and i guess so this is why i liked it so much was like you know when you have that dream that okay so i'm at a tape okay wait back up i'm at a fictional taping of an imaginary reality show called the great halloween investigation investigator show and now i'm going to go to the taping but i'm not going to be able to find the taping so you were constantly going through these halls behind the scenes and they used audio. So you could hear the taping of the shows, uh, and you could hear hollow. Holy cow. Talk about, I don't know if anybody's used the word autumnal joy before, but, uh, they should, I I guess Trader Joe's has a lot of autumnal joy, but, um, you could hear the sounds of autumnal joy, uh, ringing, but you couldn't find your way there. Every turn you took, uh, was not the great Halloween investigation investigator show. It was, you know, turn left. And uh so I thought that one was well done. Uh a lot of buildup and no delivery. And then you just exit out and then you could hear them cheering for the you don't know who won, uh, cause then there's actually even a uh performer playing a security guard and you say, Can I go b- No, nope, gotta go back. Sorry, taping's over. So that one really uh, was interesting. Then we walked. Let's see. I'm looking at our map here. Now they have these other things that aren't in buildings that are called like um, what do they call? What do you call them? Uh, see, so this is where we'd have to we have to do this practice because uh, it'd be really hard for Ray to find out uh, that they're what they're really called. But they're called surprise zones. And, um, what it is, is just, uh, a lot of, um, well, the one, first one we went through was called scratchers land. And so it was just, uh, uh, people handing out scratchers, like, uh, where you scratch them off. And, um, but these were well-designed because they were recyclable tra- like recycling, recyclable scratchers, like kind of like lotto scratchers. Uh, but they just had um, what are those things called where it's like you have um like they're like puzzles, but they're like picture puzzles. So it'd be like a dog bone minus b, and then um like six sixes in a box, and then you say, oh, okay, that's one. 60 or something like I don't know what those puzzles are called but like um those were the scratchers and I said whoa boy that's uh it. but they were all halloween based obviously because uh they had they're supposed to be so we went through that zone then we rode a ride um called the pony express that was really the name of the ride and you actually ride on a a, a pony but it's a roller coaster and that, like, I guess they have this now at a couple parks, but this was the first time I'd done that, like where it, it, was an intru- it wasn't like a really um, it didn't go upside down or anything, but you really sit on a pony. But the only weird thing was like these things come up behind your calves to like lock you in, obviously because they don't want you getting off the pony uh, while it's going. So that threw me off. But that was a fun ride. Um, and that was the Pony Express. Then Oh, oh, wait, let's go back to my notes. <laughs> 720, uh, the depths, uh, 728, uh, that's when we went on the, uh, what did I call it? The Great Halloween Adventure, whatever. Uh, then this, we went back on the celebrity thing. Then line, oh, okay. So then when the next house was called, um, how do people get from the Wild West to the big farm? And the, what, what would some interpretation again they they really need to work on these titles for so long it was like some interpretations on how people get from the wild west to the big farm in the sky version of the wild west and um i wish they had the rights to the will smith song wild wild west because that just popped in my head uh but they didn't um so this was uh I don't know. It was very, uh, it was hard to to follow. I'll be honest. So it had a lot of people dressed in wild west costumes, but they had been like powdered in baby powder, um, to, to symbolize their journey from the original wild west to the big farm in the sky version of the wild west. And they also had a lot of dust or dirt on them because apparently, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess somewhere in the big sky, There's a part of the big sky that's underneath the dirt, if if my reasoning is correct, which it rarely is. Um, But yeah, so they were, um, they would kind of do stuff, like one of the ways they showed was like um, people like getting, and you wouldn't think they did this in the Wild West, but believe it or not, in the Wild West, when cameras were invented, the first business was people dressing up in wild west clothing to get their pictures taken in the wild west to go on imaginary wanted posters and i guess that's how a lot of people ended up somehow getting from the lake they were so disappointed i think that uh of that they paid money to get their picture taken in the wild west in wild west clothing to say like this is the the whatever the jenkins family trip to the wild west and they said but pop we live in the wild west um, that that caused them to l- end up in the big farm in the sky somehow. I don't. I don't know. It's always hard to follow. There was also, um, I guess, this one had a little bit of lore with like Lady Witchbeard because even though you know sometimes when um, people get you know run out of creative ideas, they they like say, well, let's just put some pirate pirates in there, or even better, a pirate witch like you can't go wrong with a pirate witch and i say uh does anybody have a joke for that like what does something to eat what's something's favorite sandwich a pirate witch uh but no so they had a, a pirate witch who also um very much like lady witchbeard but not as not as striking and she had decided that she had had enough of one town uh, she called them the the Fools of Fools Gold Gulch. Uh, and I said, wow, that's, I like saying that, the Fools of Fool Gold Gulch. Um, that's like a sleep podcast uh, material there. And so Lady Witchbeard decided that the Fools of Fool Gold Gulch should um, come live, move from the Wild West to the less Wild West in the sky And so she transported them there with some sort of, uh, cauldron based, uh, activity. I don't know. The cauldron was like, uh, you know, bubbling and boiling. And, and, uh, when I was a kid, we would go, um, to something like this and it was called the, um, it was the hayride of, uh, started with the H, but I'm trying to think of another, the hilarious hayride of Halloween, it was called And it at that one you would go on this hayride and you would have people say, hi, like, I'm just waving to you to celebrate the autumn season. But there was a break in there where they had people dressed like Lady Witchbeard and they were serving and uh, I forget the donuts and something donuts. Um, so I asked her if she was selling cider and she, she just glared at me. And she, I think she wanted me to go to the big farm in the sky so that was that one. That was exciting. Then we went through oh then we went on another ride that had nothing to do with it called Berry Tales B E R - Y Tales. And that was a new ride at Knott's Berry Farm. It was a it was a ride that had been there and unfortunately the ride that was there before it was really cool and random. It was like a Jules Verne steampunk 3D uh attraction where it wasn't like very fast, but you went in this car and then you know it did you know the story wasn't it was hard to follow, but you were like trying to rescue somebody uh and you would like shoot bubbles at stuff, and then they changed it to Berry Tales, where you throw um uh boy well, Mary, what do they have? Boysenberry pies at stuff. And it just wasn't as cool. Uh, I remember we were like, "Huh." So that was that was, but you know, for, for a sleep podcast, that's exciting stuff. Uh, then we went on uh, one more really uh, exciting uh, thing. It was so cool. It was um, it was all the way at the back of the park. We got lost a couple times. We took a break um, where we said like. We need to like come out of this fictional world to like where you're constantly like, where am I? What am I doing? Why why does none of this make any sense? Uh I've lost my autumnal joy. Um, but then we went to this other one, it was called Mesmer, and that's actually the real name because it's not frightening, I don't think. And it was about all things mesmerizing and it was in a tent. And you went in the tent and there was this person giving a speech, I guess like a bit like sleep with me, where they were like, here's a list of things that mesmerized me about the autumn season, you know, leaves. uh, I don't know because I don't have a list in front of me, but, you know, pumpkin pie spice, jack-o'-lanterns, pumpkins, cinnamon brooms. Others can I don't know, other can't, you know, this person, it was their job, so they had a good list. And they were just going on and on and on. But again, it was set up a bit like a dream where they had, like, different speakers, so their voice started to change. And as you proceeded out the back of the tent, you started to, like, fall into this world uh, where all those things were just swirling around you um which was which was interesting for a while like seeing a swirling cinnamon broom um was good but much like the times I've bought a cinnamon broom which was usually when it goes on sale after halloween at safeway um when they keep them by the bathroom uh and I just see it there that's the times i bought cinnamon brooms and I say oh you know what I could use is a cinnamon broom uh Don't cinnamon brooms. Maybe you shouldn't buy it, but don't let me stop you from it. Um, So, yeah, there was like cinnamon brooms. Then there was um, it was participatory. So you got to um, do a chance of uh, a pumpkin roll. And that was fun, like where everybody could roll their pumpkins and uh, and you're just rolling pumpkins down a hall and I said, wow, this is really, this is amazing. Like, no wonder I thought when I lived in L.A., I can't believe I got to go to this. And then um, what else happened next? There was, uh, there was just other mesmerizing things. Oh, there was also a room where you they said stay as long as you want and just look at these leaves. And every once in a while, a leaf will fall off the tree. And uh, I guess there's people in there for hours. Uh, we didn't see any leaves fall off the trees. Um, it was it was the construction paper leaves. And I did say because I remember when I was a teacher's aide, like they had one of those presses, and I think it was called I don't want to say it's an Ellison press or something. And uh, there was one time I got put in charge of like pressing the uh, autumn leaves in the press. And um, I was only asked once because I got I I was like, uh, I guess I don't press leaves fast enough Um, because I was like, let me get it as close to the I don't want to waste any of the construction paper. So I was telling this to people working there and they're just staring at me. Um, So that was another room. So that was that was mesmer, mesmerizing stuff. Um, Then there was another zone surprise zone called, uh, uh, surprises from carnivals. And, uh, like I told Ray, we'll avoid as much of that topic as we can. So there was no one there with big shoes or noses, uh, or hats with poofs on them and polka dotted pants and shirts, uh, that live in my dreams, uh, all the time. Um, there was none of those guys there. But there was like uh, the smell of uh, caramel corn and spiced uh, almonds. There was the sounds of uh, calliopes. and uh, there was a lot of uh, people saying, "Come on down and come on down and get your uh, caramel corn, cotton candy here. Uh, you know, throw th- throw some balls at a in a basket for you know, win your dame of blah blah." And, uh, so that was that zone. It wasn't very surprising. I mean, I guess the main surprise was that none of those people with the floppy shoes that get in a little car, like 30 of them in a car, uh, were there. Then they had, um, another room there, uh, which was, um, themed towards, uh, a ride that had broken down. And it was called, uh, like, like, uh, Let's see, what was it called? <laughs> How do I re- rethink these names? Uh, it was called uh, The Ride That Broke Down. It was really that simple. And uh, you go in and uh, you, you, uh, you're following the tracks of this car. And actually, like, if you listen to the podcast for a while, um, it's, it's based on this type of ride called a pretzel ride. And um, the pretzel ride was called the pretzel ride because it was, I think they were made at first by the Philadelphia toboggan company. And, um, they were just these cars on a track and they would go through like a big room, but all the lights would be off in the room. And then you could design the room where, where you could use walls and you could either have something surprising, like with autumnal joy or like in Disneyland, they had like Mr. Toad's, and pinocchio and snow white um and those were originally called pretzel rides because uh what they found was um for some reason when they designed the cars they had the balance off and they put these pretzel weights on the front of the car so the car wouldn't tilt backwards uh and the pretzel ride was uh i think the second episode of um the, theme, the girl in the theme park series, she goes and visits a pretzel ride because I remember doing tons of research about what's a pretzel ride. So this was based on a pretzel ride. Um, and it was actually, that was the also the story there. It was all about uh, the greatest pretzel maker in carnival history and how they... And, and so it started with them t- making a speech again. I don't know how many of these um, audible tractions start with speeches, but that's great for a sleep podcast. But they were making a speech. Uh, they had a dream that one day they would make the like they would make a pretzel, a soft pretzel that tasted like pumpkin pie spice. And like a lot of things, no one believed them. They said that's the worst idea I've ever heard. I mean, this was before Trader Joe's put pumpkin spy, pie spice in everything. Um, and so like, uh, and you follow this story. So there's this pretzel maker and they're saying, yeah, this is, that's going to change It's going to change the fate of this carnival. It's going to change my life. It's going to change all our lives. So pumpkin pie spiced pretzel and at first no one believed in them. So the second scene is them, you know, walking away dejected and drying their tears with, uh, uh, pumpkin pie spice tea bags uh, because they loved pumpkin spice spice so much. And then um, them going out into a forest and being sad and then seeing. Now, believe it or not, this like I, I know like uh, this is from the Peanuts or whatever. So it wasn't it was a it was only to be interpreted as the gray pumpkin, which never appeared in a Peanuts. That great pumpkin is Charlie. The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. But in this attraction, there was a giant pumpkin and they said, that's great pumpkin. And the pumpkin said, if you really believe in pumpkin pie spice, uh, you'll make a great pretzel. And so then the next scene after that is like a the um, pretzel lab and uh, they're doing experiments and there's bubbling and distillation going on and buns and burn you know i love those buns and burners like bun imaginary fictional buns and burning um and then there's um you know there's some ups and downs you know to so they and they actually did this with smell whatever you call that smellolaters um so you go in one room and there's like a smell of burnt pumpkin pie spice and then you go in another room and there's like a too sweet you're like oh that's like cloying it's too sweet that pumpkin pie spice and then finally like you get to the room where they're like oh this is just right for them the the baker um the greatest pretzel maker in the history of pretzel making uh but then they try to um like they start trying to get it other people to taste it and then they go back to the lab and then finally there's like uh you know this is like how this stuff has and there's the great the greatest pretzel kind you know the great pretzel pretzel off uh in pretzelville Pennsylvania and uh you go you get to go to that and you see people tasting pretzels and then my favorite part was like someone is tasting the pretzel and they say my word is that pumpkin pie spice in my pretzel And that was the only thing they said all night long. That was their only line. So I kept, I kept like sticking around, like every time a new person, they'd say, my word, is that a pumpkin pie spiced pretzel? Uh, And then they just cut to the end where it's like the blue ribbon and the pumpkin pie spiced pretzel person is looking at the person that won the blue ribbon. But then you see that they have the second place one. And, you know, that's all they needed was a little encouragement and so that was that one. And um I'm trying to think what else we saw there. Uh, oh, the, so Mesmer, that one. And, oh, let me go through my notes because so, I lost track of my notes here. Because eventually we'll, uh, this will be a good way to close it out. Okay, so eight oh five eight p.m., line for the Pony Express. 8.11, or oh, 8.19 or 8.11, Berry Tales, um, li- then Live Band in 20s Zone, then, oh, 8.29, <laughs> I didn't remember this, Stuck on Berry Tales, so the ride must have broke down, uh, 8.44, I have no idea, K. O-L-O-N-M-E-T-H-E-M. Oh, no, maybe that's just a... Oh, Cal... Oh, no, no, then we went on the Calico Mine Ride. Um, I think that's what it's called. And that's like this other famous ride at a, um, Knott's Berry Farm. And I guess that's why I projected that thing in the miners, where you literally just go through a mine where people are working and, and that's it. it. And it's like, it's very big. It has this one gigantic room. Um, and it's very, it's just so random. Uh, so I wanted to go on that. Um, nine Oh four. That's when we went on, um, the pretzel ride, Mr. Pretzel pretzel ride. Oh, then I guess I did it out of order. Nine thirty is when we went on the mesmerizing mesmer nine forty three I think we went on a ride because I can't read it um maybe that's when I stopped taking notes. Must have been maybe that means wave got tickets slow barks drip, oh, and then restroom um Okay, so my notes didn't really do anything for us. But I do know that, like, after we went on a couple of those things, um, it was dark and it was night. And I'm looking at the map, um, and there was, like, uh, this entire area that we were lost in. And we were like, should we go home or should we think? And we went on a couple uh, other rides. Um, They have some, like, older, smaller roller coasters that were pretty fun. And, and then, um, we went on the ride, uh, the last thing we went on, which is cool because they build it into the exit of the park or uh, a walkthrough attraction. And it's called, uh, getting kids to bed after they have way too much candy. And so you walk through the park and at first, again, um, it's like the kids coming in the door and then there's a scene with kids um, trading candy, you know, like kids that don't like Starburst or trading for Skittles or um, people like me are like, if you don't eat those Almond joys, man, I'll take them like or, or Mounds even better. Um, and um, just seeing like what candies kids won't eat and then being like, you don't even know how good like a hundred grand bar is, man, you're missing out. Um and then, you know, most of the kids like, uh, feels like that's like the must be the biggest year for like, I, I don't think I could ever eat an entire Snickers, Three Musketeers, or Milky Way bar. Like, but I can consume it the smaller they make those bars, it feels like the better they are. So, anyway, there's a candy trading sequence. Then there's, um, a, uh, uh, putting the candy away, negotiation sequence. Then there's brushing the teeth. Um, and I said, wow, this is exciting. So you were uh, watching. Now you're just watching. They just have it designed in a way like where you can't see anybody brushing their teeth, uh, but you can hear the sound and you can hear the kids talking like with their toothbrush in the mouth, la, 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 la. They One more thing of candy. And then the parents are like, no, no. Um, and then you go, you get to go on a, a electro, one of those things called the moving walkway, and you're on the moving walkway. And uh, this was my favorite part was like then like this person just starts talking and they're saying like, okay, like let me just list the names of candy bars while you lie in bed, and I'll just go through all the things. And you, and you say like, okay, you got Skittles, you got Spree, You have bottle caps, um, sweet tarts. Those are, that's like one candy, Sean, right? You've got uh, Skittles and yeah, sometimes you're going to have to decide, are you going to put your Skittles with your M&M's and your Reese's Pieces and your peanut M&M's? Where are you going to put, like how many peanut M&M's did you get compared to regular M&M's? And, or are you going to put your Skittles with your more fruit-based candies, like your uh as we said, your Starburst. Um any other like every once in a while somebody will give out something like runts, which are like fruit-based fake fruit candy. And then even that one you say, I don't know. Uh nerds is another one. Wow, these candies uh we need some renaming of these candies. Uh Willy Wonka, take my message, uh uh but yeah, so the, the, the then you've got your uh you got your chocolate based candies uh I mean you got your glory you know you got your uh, mainstream Milky Way um well, you got I guess you do you keep your Mars separate from your Hershey's from your Reese's I, and I I know some of those companies have merged and then you got your Reese's peanut butter cup which for a lot of people and then Reese's Pieces they don't get as much. Can't, you know, Halloween distribution as people would like, um, and then you have—I uh, don't know—your more random stuff. Uh, maybe, you, maybe there's still people giving out, you know, five pennies in a, a piece of masking tape, uh, or ten pennies in a piece of masking tape. Uh, apples uh, occasionally are given out. Uh, some dentists give out toothbrushes. Then you've got your full-size candy bars candy bars that you forgot about, like a Nestle's Crunch. You say, holy cow, I haven't had a Nestle's Crunch since last Halloween. Uh, so, yeah, that's, and then we just, you just exit to the parking lot. You slowly uh, get in your car. You sit there in your car. And you say, was any, like, uh, how will Ray, should Ray even do an episode about this? Uh, and, uh, I say, I don't know, Ray. Uh, I'm sure Ray is sleeping. I mean, somewhere in this imaginary world right now, Ray and Antonio Banderas are sleeping on my bed uh, quietly, hopefully on top of all of the covers and with their shoes off uh, and booties over their socks in case they sweated through their socks. I do not want... Even Antonio Banderas' is sweaty socks on my bed. Uh, not that I'm like, I'm just a sockaphobe, I guess. Um, but yeah, that's it. Thanks to everybody for coming out.